When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing the background of Voldemort's daughter. That's right, you heard me, daughter, Delphine. Now, if you've only read the original books, seen the original films, then you're probably completely lost right now. But if you're up to speed on The Cursed Child, Rowling's Harry Potter sequel that follows the children of our favourite protagonists, then you might be a little more privy with regards to Voldemort's unlikely offspring. The most interesting aspect of all of this, however, is that she was purportedly conceived during the events of the original books. The Harry Potter universe is rich with an ever-expanding list of complex characters and intricate storylines, with each new addition to canon adding new layers to the already vast and fascinating world created by J.K. Rowling. One such addition is Delphine, the daughter of the Dark Lord and, drumroll please, the infamous Bellatrix Lestrange. Delphine's existence was revealed in the play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and her character has been a source of both fascination and controversy among fans of the series. One of the main points of contention for fans is that the Cursed Child simply wasn't well done, and its popularity has reflected that. It's marketed as the eighth story, a continuation 19 years post-Deathly Hallows, which follows the children of the characters that we grew up with. Main characters include Harry Potter, who is now head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement at the Ministry of Magic, his younger son, Albus Potter, who's just about to embark on his own journey at Hogwarts, Scorpius Malfoy, the son of Draco Malfoy, and of course, Delphine. But rather than being made into a film adaptation, The Cursed Child was made into a two-part play, rather than a feature film. The play primarily comes under scrutiny from Harry Potter fans because of its disregard for the traditional Harry Potter canon. Though Rowling has affirmed that the play should be accepted as part of canon, most fans simply won't put up with this. This is for a couple of reasons. First of all, the storyline truly upsets our perceptions of the traditional Harry Potter universe. The notion that Voldemort could have a child when he was born entirely devoid of certain emotions is just one example of something the cursed child did that didn't sit well with fans. The next big issue for most fans is that Rowling didn't write the play all on her own, and because other people had influence on how the play and story would turn out, it seems to be the general consensus that it can't truly be canon. On the front cover, it very clearly reads, based on an original new story by J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Jack Thorne. But just for a moment, let's entertain the version of canon introduced by the cursed child, and the absurd notion that Voldemort, devoid of emotion and social graces, 
could possibly conceive a child with his right-hand woman and resident Wizarding World lunatic, Bellatrix Lestrange. In this video, we'll delve deeper into the backgrounds and motivations of Delphine, exploring her origins, her actions, and what her character adds to the Harry Potter universe. Delphine's conception occurred sometime in the mid to late 1990s, in secret at the Malfoy Manor. As I mentioned earlier, this meant that her birth coincided with the events of the original books. We just never had any indication of it. Delphine, who also goes by Delphi in The Cursed Child, became the only known living heir of Salazar Slytherin after Voldemort died in the Battle of Hogwarts in 1998. Her birth was kept a secret by her parents because they feared that their infamous reputations would place her in danger, especially in the event of their deaths. And died they did, with both Voldemort and Bellatrix being killed in the Battle of Hogwarts. This of course left Delphine on her own, an orphan. That is, until she was reluctantly adopted by Euphemia Rowell, a pure-blood witch from the Rowell family. The Rowell family, which appears on the Sacred 28, a list of pure-blood wizarding families, has a somewhat varied history, with one Damocles Rowell being a minister for magic in the 1700s, and one Thorfinn Rowell being a known Death Eater. Unfortunately, there's not much information out there on Rowell, but we do know that she certainly didn't make Delphine's life easy. Allegedly only taking the young orphan in for a substantial amount of gold, Euphemia never cared for Delphine, tormenting her further by keeping a pet augury and claiming that it cried because it knew Delphine would meet a sticky end. Suffice to say, Delphine's time with Euphemia was not very positive. Despite both of her parents dying while she was still a baby, Delphine began to inherit traits from both of them as she grew older, becoming increasingly cruel, sadistic, violent, ruthless, obsessive, manipulative, cunning, charismatic, and even intelligent. The list goes on. The conditions of her upbringing and being suppressed by her mother figure probably only made matters worse. To say that Delphine had an unusual childhood would be an understatement. You see, things didn't work out for her like it did for other young witches and wizards. She had little to no contact with other children for the duration of her childhood, instead being forced to invent imaginary friends. And by the time she was of age, Delphine didn't get to go to Hogwarts school like other witches. Instead, she remained at home. I was unwell as a child, for a few years. Other people got to go, I did not. And I imagine this isolation and lack of normalcy in her life only pushed her further into dark pursuits. Eventually, Delphine was paid a visit by her stepfather, Rodolphus Lestrange, the husband of Bellatrix. Though Voldemort and Bellatrix had died in the Battle of Hogwarts, Rodolphus was able to get away with his life, instead being sent to Azkaban. When he got out, he tracked Delphine down and informed her of her true identity, her heritage, explaining that she was the daughter of the former Dark Lord. He also went on to divulge information about the prophecy he believed she was meant to fulfill. What's a little scandalous about this whole thing is that Rodolphus Lestrange was husband to Bellatrix, Delphi's mother, but Voldemort was the father. Though it is never explicitly stated, it is my feeling that Rodolphus was very much aware of the relations between Voldemort and Bellatrix. I don't think that he had any objection to it because the very nature of Bellatrix and Rodolphus's relationship was almost political. They were both pure bloods that came from supremacist families, and for mainly this reason, got together. Bellatrix's attention being drawn to Voldemort only meant that Rodolphus would be able to go about his business without further distractions or responsibilities. In fact, Bellatrix being chosen to produce offspring with the Dark Lord himself was probably a source of pride for him. He was first and foremost a follower of Lord Voldemort and a husband to Bellatrix II. After hearing the news of her father's true identity, 
Delphine made it her goal to bring her father back to power, helping him to fulfill his plan for a world ruled by pure-blood wizards. I'm not going to sit here and just regurgitate the entire story of the cursed child, but I will tell you Delphine's role and how she interacted with some of the other main characters in the story. Here's a rough summary. Delphi Diggory used a Confundus charm on Amos Diggory to make him believe she was his niece and to do her bidding. She convinced him to ask Harry Potter to go back in time to save Cedric Diggory, who was killed by Voldemort. Harry refused, but his son Albus overheard and, with Scorpius Malfoy, decided to help. They stole a time-turner, altered past events, and created two alternative realities. After many attempts, Scorpius managed to restore the correct timeline and decided to destroy the time-turner. Albus sent an owl to Delphi to explain they could not save Cedric. Delphi arrived at Hogwarts, they destroyed the time-turner together, and she revealed her true colors. Delphi took Albus and Scorpius back in time with her, but they refused to cooperate. Delphi intended to stop Voldemort from killing Harry's parents, but Albus and Scorpius managed to grab the time-turner and they raced through time once again. They discovered Delphi was Tom Riddle's daughter and was planning to restore him to power. Harry and the others helped Albus and Scorpius and they hid in a church, waiting for Delphi. Harry disguised himself as Voldemort and lured her into a trap. They overpowered Delphi and Harry told her she must learn to live with the fact that she will always be an orphan. Along the way, Delphi murdered Craig Boker Jr., a student at Hogwarts. For her crimes, it's likely that she was imprisoned in Azkaban. Of course, there's a lot more to the story, but that's a brief summary. It has always seemed unusual to me that Voldemort wanted a daughter, particularly because he always seemed so focused on himself and his pursuit of power. But one thought that I had on this was that perhaps he merely wanted a daughter to carry on the bloodline of his ancestor, Salazar Slytherin, which would have been impossible without some form of procreation. Perhaps for that reason, and for that reason alone, Voldemort decided that having offspring would be a good idea. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.